We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So, here at the BGB Studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure your spot and get to work. Go to braymangarciabraun.com slash classes or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. And by bringing your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader, the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast and in class at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're gonna hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the Acting Podcast from the BGB Studio. I'm excited to share this conversation with you all that I had with two amazingly successful, actor-loving, passionate commercial casting directors, Danielle Eskenazi and Renita Gale. I had dipped my toe into the water of commercial casting decades ago in New York and honestly got out of it as quickly as I went in, too many cooks. But these two extraordinary casting directors love what they do and bring their talent and their artistry to commercials in each of their quarter century of work in this arena. And with awe, I applaud what it takes for a great, and these two women are great, commercial casting director to manage all the moving parts and entities and personalities of each single project and still find joy and passion in the work they do. You can read up on Danielle and Renita in our podcast show notes, but here's a little bit about each of them. Uh, Danielle Eskenazi is an award-winning casting director with over two decades casting films, television, theater, and commercials. After several years of casting films, Danielle dove into the fast-paced world of commercials. As of today, she has cast over 3,000 national and regional spots and is known for finding edgy, interesting, talented actors to suit her director's and client's needs. Renita Gale has cast some of the most beloved and memorable commercials, music videos, and themed entertainment projects, as well as films. 
She began offering her clients virtual casting solutions, including self-tapes and other remote audition options, long before Times demanded it. She's truly an expert in this arena. Renita loves what she does and feels exhilarated when she gets to collaborate on projects with a focus on inclusion, diversity, inspiration, empowerment, and adding value to the world. So listen in to this illuminating and and truly honest conversation with two powerhouse commercial casting directors and two women who I really love. Hello, welcome both of you, Renita and Danielle. So glad you're here. Um, it's been a while to before you know seeing each other in person. We're here in person at the BGB studio. Thank you for coming all the way to North Hollywood and to see you in person. It's really moving. It's really I'm really excited. I didn't realize till I walked in the door how exciting it is to be somewhere in person around other people and actors too. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. other casting directors. And other casting directors, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've been so isolated, even though we're coming out of or have come out of like the heat or the, you know, the apex of the of the pandemic. We're still still in, not in the clear. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What, what does that feel like to you guys? What is that? Danielle, what's it like? Well, for I'm, you? I feel like I've already gotten used to it to a certain extent. Um, I liked going into the studio and yeah. seeing actors. That was invigorating for me. Yeah seeing them in person but you know I've also gotten used to the zoom with the directors and the clients and everybody in one little space um I just hope it doesn't go on forever mm. and we can get back to whatever normal is do you think there is a getting back to something else I mean because it's like this is the new normal in a way and so what is that what would that be like do you think like in a year let's say or two mm. In a year, you know, maybe people are just going to be all boosted. We're all going to be wearing masks, going in and auditioning uh, in front of directors. I've been doing callbacks yeah. with directors, but the initial has always been Zoom. So, so I've been doing callbacks in person. Yes. Oh, you have. Okay, great. So it's like they're kind of stepping into it a little bit to see how it feels, and it's been feeling okay. So. We'll see. I mean, in a year or two, there could be something else that comes up and we don't know about that. We have to get boosted again. Um, but otherwise, at this point, it's Zoom and callbacks in person. Yeah. I'm sure for you too. Yeah, yeah. What's it yeah, like for you? Um, I mean, I, in terms of what I think it may look like, I think that, I think that Zoom first round may be here to stay at least for the foreseeable future. I think that it's a really workable format. Um, some casting directors would even argue that self-tape is preferable. I don't, but um, but I think virtual for first round is going to be the way mm-hmm. uh, for the foreseeable future. I do hope that when it comes to callbacks, um, we will get back to more in person. I I happen to just have had a slew of jobs that haven't had callbacks. I've had like a lot of corporate clients mm-hmm. and stuff that are just like one and done. Um, but I can tell you when I've talked to clients about the structure they want, they're even talking about Zoom callbacks still a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to one other thing you said about just missing being in person, I think... Um, you know, I I had been doing a lot more virtual casting for the commercial world before the pandemic, um, and I'd always get this kind of amnesia 
<laughs> and I'd think like, oh, I'm cool not being at the studio every day. I don't miss being in the studio every day. And then I'd come to callbacks and I would just like melt into this puddle of love getting to see everybody I agree. all the I time. Know. And I would leave invigorated, not tired. And I'd mm. be like, oh, I really miss this yeah. a lot. And that's yeah. how I feel today just sitting here. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that completely. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. It's nice to see the people that used to come in for you coming back in for you. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like a love fest. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something really powerful about being in person. I mean, we were, did the most amazing work in class on Zoom that we didn't expect, right? It's like you could actually have really personal, intimate relationships in storytelling, you know. It, but, but then being in person, it just felt so... You know, because we're three-dimensional human beings who affect each other differently in person. So, yeah, it's a really great thing. We'll get we'll get into this whole cell tape thing a little bit later. But I want to just go back to the beginning yeah. for each of you. So, either one of you can start. Um, so, how did you get into casting, and then how did you get into commercial casting um, in all of that? So, you go first. <laughs> uh, who's how not with I got us, yeah. into casting is sitting in front of me. <laughs> um, she's my mentor. She, she, it was a, a woman named Susan Streifel who called, I said to her, I'm in the schmata business and I want to get out of it. What could I do? She said, try casting. You have a pretty good personality. And I'm like, if that's all that it takes. Um, so I said, she said, called me and she said, I got you a job. And I said, you're kidding. And she said, yeah, it's with Risa Braven and Billy Hopkins. And I'm like, what do I do? And she said, just go to this office and um, we'll take it from there. And I said, okay. So I went to the office. Sean Penn was sitting in my office, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking to Madonna because she. it was a movie called phone? At Close Range. Yeah. That yeah, was that's the, when they were at their, their heaviest. Yes. Yes, we had to all navigate that yes. relationship. Yeah. And I was, he was talking to Madonna, and he said, you know, oh, is this your office? And I said, yeah. And he said, I'm just talking to my wife. And I'm like, that's Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is the place where I'm supposed to be. I found my niche. So um, I was the worst assistant I know, and you don't have to say I anything. So. No, I was. I didn't know what I was doing, but you know who helped me out a lot? Lee Daniels. Really? He was a manager at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would call him and I'd go, Lee, uh, I don't know. He goes, girl, just relax. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how it goes. And he really navigated a lot of things for me. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And so. And we, Billy and I were in New York. You were in New York doing another film. Yeah, but we, when we did At Close Range, we did. We, we did. The, you were working on another film, I think, and needed a West Coast assistant. Is right. what I remember. No, we were, but we were doing it from New York. Oh yeah, we yeah, were yeah, casting yeah. from New Absolutely. York. Absolutely. And we, and we came in when Billy and I would come to LA. We would come in like for three days and get out. You hated. We hated it. You hated it. And so it's like let's go in and do an intense round of casting and get out, get back to New right. York. So we did it from New York, but we needed somebody here. Yeah. 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 And and so I learned so much from that job. Mm. Um, I read with actors, which I've never done before. I mean, I was in the retail business. Um, and I just knew that this is where I'm supposed to be. And when you find that, you really go with it. You know, I knew that I didn't want to do retail. I knew that I didn't want to do other things. And I just, my heart was so into it and learned so much and such great people that surrounded me that I just went there. 
Wow. Yeah. And and then I did that for a while. I worked for Amanda Mackey. I worked for Vicki Thomas. Um, Ronnie Eskel, those were my Good mentors. people, yeah. yeah. That's lucky. So I learned so much from them. And then uh, a commercial production company called me and said, we want a theatrical uh, cast. Well, I did films on my own. I, I worked for Disney for a while. Um, and then HKM called me and said, we need a theatrical casting director to do some of our commercials, like it's a different eye. And I'm like, okay. Um, which isn't really, but um, so then I, I started with HKM and uh, I was with them for at least 10 years, 10 or 12 years. And um, I stayed, I stayed in commercials. And what was it about commercials that kept you there? It was quick. Yeah. It was, uh, you got the boards one day, the next day you're putting out the breakdown, the next day you are seeing people and then you have callbacks. You know, in film for me, it was such a long process and sometimes tedious, yeah. and um, and it it wasn't invigorating for me. I just wanted to do other things, and you know when a door opens, you go through it and see what happens, right? So yeah, and then I never went back. So I've been doing I've been in casting for twenty three years, because of Risa. That's wow. amazing. But but it's so great that you that you found your way into it and that you knew that. You know, that it hit you and you went with it. That's amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. a great little path, and I have no regrets about anything mm. um, ever that led me here. Cool, yeah. Um, what about you, Renita? I love that story. I just learned something I never <laughs> knew about you. Um, my gosh, let's see. I'll give you the the, the, the milestone bullet points. Good, yeah. Um, so I was acting all growing up, performing in one way or another, it was my favorite thing other than makeup. Makeup, beauty, and acting, those were my thing. Whoa. Um, and I combined them whenever I could. And I, um, by the middle of my senior year of high school, I had gone into NYU, Circle in the Square, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I got to Circle in the Square, and I just had every bit of negative self-talk and overwhelm living in New York, 17 years old. My boyfriend was back home. It was just like, I was like, I can't do this. Where was home? Uh, Massachusetts, Hingham. Um, and so um, left college, um, tried to find my way for a while, decided college was just not for me. Um, I had been working since the day I was legal to work. I liked money. I liked having my own money. I was good at making it and I was good at you know, managing people, seeing the big picture and all that. So um, ended up in production. Um, but again, always through these really bizarre, talk about like saying yes, going through the door. I again started acting like to just enjoy myself and then met a DP who became a friend who was co-directing this movie and he's like, I want you to produce for me. <laughs> I was just like, what does a producer do? Right. All right, so... Um, was in production in Boston, um, production managing. Uh, I was one of the production managers on Next Stop Wonderland, which was one of Brad Anderson's films. Um, that, and then I was also a producer in commercials, music videos with this person who became my directing partner. Um, Next Stop Wonderland sold at Sundance. Um, that was a big deal. Yeah. And a lot of people who I knew already in L.A. said, if you're going to go to L.A., like New York or L.A., choose it if you're going to do it. And like if you're going to go to L.A., go now. And um, so I did. 
And um, when I got here, I was still in production. So I was production managing all sorts of stuff. I was doing in-house bidding for a while for a production company and meeting a ton of people. And um, just feeling like, where do I fit in this town? Like, I don't understand. It's very overwhelming. It's very scary. I feel like this very little fish in this very big, mysterious pond. And um, a producer who I had met through some of the projects I'd been doing, about a year later, out of the blue, I got a call. It was July 2nd, 1999. And he said, so... We're doing this music video. There's this guy named Dave Myers directing. Um, it's for Def Leppard. And his normal casting director is not available. It's Fourth of July weekend. Uh, are you available? And I'm like, um. Door open. Uh, yeah, big door open. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, y- yes. But he's like, OK, great. Just send over a resume. I'm like, but my resume is all production. He's like, that's OK. I already vouched for you. It's, it's a done deal. Just send your resume over. And um, that was my first casting job. But I, I love the door open concept because Absolutely. you got to pay attention to that. Completely. Right? You know, it's the little miracles yeah. that you have to really look at, not the big ones. What do you mean? It's the little things that happen in your life every day that grants you into a new path. It's the small things. You know, everybody's like, well, it's not big enough. And I don't, it's, no, it's a little ones that you have to look through. I love that. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend last night and we both have gone through this real shift in our lives in the last, over the last couple of months. And it's like, and we were talking exactly about that couple of drinks in, (laughs) you know, about really paying attention to when those, when, when the universe is sending you a message or opening a door and you go, yeah, because you could have easily said, Renita, I don't do that. No, no way. I want to just sort of piggyback that to the concept for actors, because I know you both love actors, you know, and I think I want everybody, our audience is made up of actors, and I want to just reiterate to all of you that these are two women who are passionate, talented artists, you know, even though they do commercials, because there is this concept of, well, commercials is where, you know, actors go and they say some words and they sell some shit and they make some money (laughs) to support the rest of their career. And I know you don't feel that way. And I want to talk about that. But also just what you said about saying yes to what's in front of you and following your heart and your destiny, you know, say a little bit more about what that message is for actors that you want actors to understand. Well, I mean, also, um, also, being a freelance casting director mm-hmm. is following your destiny. Like, you don't know what's going to be next. And my whole world for 23 years have been like, I'm done with this job. What's next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. am I going to work again? That's yeah. been my whole life. Mm. Um, and I'm, I know that actors go through the exact same thing that we do. And I really want to preface that because I think they just put us on this pedestal like, you know, oh, you know, uh, uh, casting directors will change my life. You know, we're just the usher. It's not our last it's we're not the last say so. It's the director, the producer, the production companies that do that. But we go through the same thing. You know, we don't know when our next job is. And it's scary and and it's 
you know, Pepto-Bismol time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I know actors do not realize that casting directors have to get jobs, find jobs, yes. audition for jobs often, and don't always, you know, are not sitting there on some, you know, cushy no. casting couch God, saying, no. you know, no. But, the, but, but you know, we the just mo- need... The wand, yeah. Yeah, with the <laughs> wand, yeah, yeah. What about, well, what is your thought about the manifesting, you know, your your destiny and following your purpose, your heart for actors. I think that the key in life, whether you're talking about being an actor or anything, is in knowing what the dream is, knowing what the intention is, knowing what the feeling space is of the place you want to go, and then being as unattached as you possibly can be to the path that gets you there, what it looks like, and the attachment to the fact that it may never, ever look like anything you thought it would. Um, I would even say, and I, I was thinking a lot about this topic coming into today, knowing that it was probably going to come up. And I was like, how do I say this without seeming like a pessimist or like I'm discouraging people? But I I really feel more than ever because of the time we're in, especially in the commercial world, that you can't need acting. It's like you can't even ever need it to be your livelihood right now. I don't know how to say it another way. That's okay. No, say it. You said it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you really need acting to be the thing you would do forever, even if you didn't get paid for it or you got paid just a little for it or, you know, I don't know, like to need to put, to combine an acting career with needing it to provide for you financially to me is a recipe for disaster. That's as simply as I can put it. I mean, that's, that's a lot to hear things going on in your life. You have to. And you have to love those, like, like, like the day you get to come in to audition, the day you get to do a callback, like, and the same, like, you just have to, like, love those moments. You have to respect the process, yes. And then just, like, go back to your life. It's, it's, and that's what's, and you've talked about this a lot, and it's like, it's one of those few careers where you can spend your life training, where any other career, like, you should be a very highly paid, a very sought-after <laughs> doctor uh, person in the world. You should be sitting next to Oprah or someone giving an interview, and yet you, like, may not have your, quote, break. And it's this bizarre industry in that way. So to get back to the yes, it's like you just have to be like you really have to find pleasure in it, having nothing to do with money or. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's a hard thing to, for people to hear. But what's freeing about that, even hearing it, um, is that it brings you back to what you love about this thing, about what you what your values are and what your your purposes in all of this and you know what your why is and when you can come back to that it then you realize oh I actually need to do this or want to do this Mm because it feeds me as an artist this is my calling this is a thing I have to do and then you do everything you can to be doing that and then sometimes you get paid yes you know yeah yeah well, you you said go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh, speaking of not getting paid for yeah. the things that you love, yeah. Uh, a director, uh, Jason Zada, came to me and said, "I have a project. It's for Facebook, and um, I have no money." 
And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I did it. it. You know, it took about two or three days to find the person, but it won an Emmy. Mm. Mm. This little Facebook thing that I did that I got paid nothing for won an Emmy, and it looks good on my resume. You know what I mean? Incredible. So those are the things that... Yeah. Because I love what I do, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be like, no, uh, you have to pay me something. No, because I love what I do. And if I can give a, a chance to an actor to be in a space where he could win an Emmy, that is so satisfying to mm. me. What about this do you love? What about what? Doing this do you love? What about uh, yeah, everything? What you... I like from A to Z. Yeah. I, li- I love everything. I love getting the job. I love talking to the clients and the director and seeing their vision and then me peppering my vision and then them saying like, oh, we never thought of that. That's great. We love this person. Um, and then giving an actor a job and them getting so excited about it. Like, oh, I've made it for the day. You yeah. know, That's exciting to me. It always has been. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you can't see Danielle's face now, but you look like eight years old. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. You too. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What do you love about it? Um, gosh, I would say for me now, it's it. The, my favorite thing is is giving actors jobs. Mm. Like hands down mm. based on what I just said right mm. because I know what it means when they get the email or the call saying you booked it um that is a massive triumph and I love getting to be the person who contributed to that the conduit for that so mm. that's top of the line the dreams come true part love that part of my job um I uh I also love I feel like it's a privilege getting to watch great performers perform. Um, When we were in person and I would be casting these big comedy jobs and I would spend days upon days seeing the finest improvisational, um, comedic, commercial auditions, like these performers would come into my room for five minutes, one after the other, and I would just be crying. I was laughing so hard at the way these brilliant people can take a few words on a page that even up till the morning that we blocked it out, I had no idea it was going to be that hilarious and that awesome. I would, those days I'd be leaving like I should be paying them. Like I should, like to get paid to do this. And you become the audience. A privilege. Yeah, mm. It's nice. Um, so I love that about it too. What do you like about it, Risa? Well, I don't do commercial casting. No, I mean like um, actors and, and your job. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, just working with actors mm-hmm. and being in the, being in the space with mm-hmm. actors and being creative with actors mm-hmm. is everything, you know, and and creating space for them to do their best work and to express themselves and to make whatever it is mm-hmm. into some piece of art. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me is everything. That's amazing. You know, and I think that's what we all love yeah. about it. Yeah. It's in our blood. Yeah. I want to just talk a little bit about commercials versus other things. And one of the things Steve and I were talking about before we got together today is that there does seem to be in the perception of a lot of people um, that that commercials are where you go and you, like I said before, you say some words, you sell some stuff, you make some money so that you can support your, your real art. And so 
I just want to, you know, talk a little bit about what commercials are, what is expected from actors, how they are an expression of art or comedy or, you know, something beautiful and, and whatever, versus what some of the perception may be from whomever, that it's just that thing that you do to sell soap. Well, I know commercials have changed over the years. Right, and I want to know about that, too. Ah, I, yeah, it's yeah. there like little films. Yeah. So um, I did a commercial with uh, Martin Scorsese. And um, whenever I get on the phone with a director before we start, they always say, make it as real as possible. We don't want to sell the product. We just want to talk about it. Mm. And that's kind of where it's gone now. Um, which is cool. Which is very cool. And they're like little films, you know. It, you're not like tied. Buy <laughs> this. It's been, yeah, you know, we yeah, don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. It's more talky. The pharmaceuticals are different. Um, the, the comedy is different. They're like real comedians. It's like I've gone to comedy stores looking for guys. Um, so it's just a different path that we were accustomed to in the '90s. You know, it's just amazing and different and they are like little films and we get to work with big directors um and a lot of actors now get discovered by big directors and said who is that girl you know get me that girl uh, in a theatrical sense you know if they're oh, doing I've, a I've film. gotten those calls so many times it's like when we used to work with spielberg there was like there's this girl in this commercial and i think she's doing something about this yes and it, it was on friday night yeah, I'm, and I'm like, find her. Like, what? <laughs> right. But you know, that's that. That's, yeah. has an impact, and that's where it's gone. Yeah. That's so a, that's they're exciting. not like yeah. just commercials anymore. They're like, and and you know, I'm on Twitter a lot, and and the people that want to do the actors that want to do commercials now are so different than the actors that wanted to do it back then. Um, there were so many people. You know, Kathy Griffin used to come in for me. Um, a lot of really big actors that. Our big actors now that did commercials, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That is different then, because you're you're making a short film, and in that, what is it? You, do you have copy? Is it scripted? Oh yeah, do you we improv. Have, we get like, boards. Yeah, uh, we weren't allowed to say improv a long time a long ago time. with SAG because something happened. Um, really? Yeah, something bad happened where these two guys at a beer commercial started improving, and the writers used their dialogue but didn't pay them. Right. So SAG said, "No more, no more improv. You just you have to have the boards written up, and you have to stick by the boards." So that was hard for actors because then they couldn't show off their stuff. Yeah, yeah. But now they're kind of like, "This is cool. It's all right. We could do that." Um, you could use buttons now. Buttons are like little words here and there, the way you walk in, the way you walk out. Um, but yeah, that you get bored, you get dialogue. We put them on a Zoom. We send the link to the director and the clients, and then there you go. And then we get callbacks, just like film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just faster. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, just different now. Yeah, better. I think it's much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about what? What's your feeling about um, how commercials have changed since you started and what they're, you know, how they... Well, first of all, I agree with everything you just shared about the process. And one of the things that actors may or may not know is, so going back again to the day of breakdown services, um, a lot of the time you'd call and put out a, a 
a notice that said, would the agent or manager who represents the actor who rides the white <laughs> horse in the, 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 the commercial, please call our casting office right. because your client is giving you wish lists like that. Like film. Yeah. A lot. Like, yeah. I don't know. And, and, and the other thing I think I want to say, which is not good for the advertisers to hear, and they already know it, but good for the actors to hear is the most memorable commercials. People don't know what the product is half the time. They just know the scenario, the actor, the performance, the joke. The, the guy who said that thing about the that. The guy who said that yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah, as yeah. actors, like, that's what you want. You want people going like, I don't know what the product was, but I want that actor. And they were really funny or they were exactly who I think I want to audition for my movie. And I've, so many, many times over the years is that how it's gone. And just like Danielle said, I mean, there are a lot of people on major hit TV shows who have also been nominated for Oscars Absolutely. that have been in my casting yeah. room. There are people who used to come in for me as little teeny boys, twins and little kids who are now like mega superstars. And so, um, it's a great, um, it's great all the way around. It's great exercise. It's great practice. Um, how does it change? Um, I don't know that it has in many years in certain ways. Once we got past the, you know, the, the this is tied tonight right. show <laughs> type of old spots. But as long as I've been casting commercials, again, also 23 years, um, it's always been a situation where um, uh, it's it It's little movies. It can lead to all sorts of things. The directors directing the commercial are either already big directors or go on to be big directors. I mean, that's another thing. Going back to the freelance conversation, um, a lot of my directors that used to hire me all the time commercially are big TV directors now. And I didn't go with them at least not up until now right and so that's another thing that happens that's the freelance life of a casting director right like you watch your directors move on and up in the world but guess how many times I've gotten emails from those directors remember that actor that we used in that spot that we did together like in 2006 I'm doing this show and I really want them to come in to read for this like you're like, let me go back. Yeah, let me find that in mm -hmm. my yeah, archives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, then that's really great. And that, that sort of solidifies the idea for actors that you, even if you don't get cast, you can make an impression. Absolutely. And people will come back and think Absolutely. of you. Casting directors, directors, producers, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're just going to take a quick break for a little BGB commercial, and we will be right back. Okay. You're talented, you're driven, and you're willing to do what it takes to achieve the success you dream of, but like, what exactly should you do? Like, what are the specific actions that you must take in order to elevate your career to the next level? Well, BGB's Career Masterclass Series is the answer to, frankly, all of your industry questions. We are here to give you the totality of our decades of experience in the industry. All of the tips, advice, inspiration, and latest industry intel that we earn from real-world experience at every level of the business. And we're on the ground right now assessing the changes so that we can offer you everything you need to succeed. Yeah, yeah, we're here to guide you step-by-step step through every aspect of the industry, showing you our tested, our proven method 
to grow your career and really take ownership of it. From getting an agent to your marketing materials to the kind of booking mindset that you need, self-tape strategies, how to get casting directors to find you, and so much more. BGB's career masterclasses are all you need to stay focused, informed, and inspired so you can have the acting career you deserve. We're offering amazing live online masterclasses regularly, plus live on-demand classes, all at affordable prices. We want you to have all the tools you need to take your career to the next level and enjoy doing it with confidence and authority. So go to our website, links shared in each podcast episode, show notes, or find the links on our Instagram bio. And join us for our next live BGB Career Masterclass or one of our live on demands. We'll see you there. Okay, so we're back. Yes. Um, what is the most challenging thing, would you each say, about the work that you do? One of the things I want to just preface that with is, one of the I did, did some commercials in New York. I did some very high-end, you know, Richard Avedon kind of commercials, mm. yada, yada. Then turned my business over to Bernie Telsey, who turned it into an empire. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I'm leaving New York. Take the commercial part. Yeah. I got to go. Because I couldn't do the all the people. It's a lot. The client and the production company. It was like, I, like I just want to. At that, and at that time, when I was doing films in New York, directors were auteurs and they had autonomy. And they, you know, it was just you and them. And it was before stuff was on tape, right. uh, online, so that everybody could mm -hmm. see it. You know, um, so it was very, it was very collaborative in a very private way. And then when I started doing commercials, it was just so many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. So the, to me, that would be one challenge, which I'm sure both of you have managed to navigate really well. Want to know about that and what some of the other, you know, challenges are about what you do. I mean, challenges, there's challenges every day. It's making the advertising company happy and the director happy, you know, because you're on a call with both of them and they're sort of telling you what they want. And then the advertising company hangs up and then the director calls you by, by yourself <laughs> and goes, listen, I know what they said, but this is what I want. Yeah. So how do you navigate that to make them happy without upsetting the director? There's a way of doing it, and you just, you know, bring in this, bring in a little bit out, pepper this. And so it's a little bit of a, a pot that you have to uh, put together so everybody is happy. That's the most challenging for me. Yeah, yeah. Is, um, cause, and the writers, too. I mean, you've got the, the, the pro executive producer, the producer, the line producer. As you said, there was a lot of people yeah. stirring the pot, and you have to make everybody happy. So how do you make everybody happy, Danielle? You just do a jig and just <laughs> hope they like your dance. That's all. Yeah, I used to say, um, you know, really as a casting director, after first round, I'm really just a really talented party host. That's really yeah. what I do. Like callbacks were just like having a really intricate political cocktail party <laughs> yeah. in a way. And like just making sure everyone, you know, did where they were supposed to what they were supposed to do and was prepared and on time. And then how's that person getting along over there with that person? Yeah. And is there anything I need to be listening to in this conversation? And just it was really just it is. It's oh, like I'm making this dance yeah. motion because that, that's the physical yeah, experience yeah, 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 of it. Yeah. So all of what you just said, I'll answer it from the other side to say, I think if I were to say what's challenging about it right now today, um, based on what we've all been through and where we are all now sitting is, um, uh, okay, so the first shift in pace went from when we went from 
messengered submissions to what was then called LA Casting, now Casting Networks, right? Or So it went from a pace where you, you could bid a job based on this many prep days, this many cast, then you had a, a couple days down, then you had callback lists come in, then there was callback prep, callbacks, booking. Then technology came in and it became like, okay, well now you can press a button and put a project out and then you press a button and get your pictures in. Um, and so everything was expected to go faster and we became faster. And in many ways, you couldn't get me to go back to when I used oh to open envelopes. Open 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 I, I miss that though. You so do? I do. Of going through the paper one after I do. the other. And then I was the last person to give it up, like on the planet. Wow. My boxes of pictures. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just felt like I was closer to the actors and the, and doing it. But anyway, the technology has saved a lot of time, sure, but it's also made things move faster. It sped us up, yeah. and then the result was that everyone who we service expected it to go faster and be faster because it could be faster. And more. And more. Yeah. So now you cut to now, okay? And I actually think um, April Webster touched on this on when you had her on your podcast, and I was like standing, like sitting there going, mm-hmm, because um, then the expectation becomes, well, you can show us more people in less time, and then that becomes a real true burden for the actor. Forget about what it does to us in casting. But so um, then we're getting, we're needing to put out more calls uh, if it's self-tape to get in more self-tapes to then weed through those self-tapes. So it's almost like we've got two points at which our job got more time-consuming and complex because we still need to go through and figure out who to offer the audition to. Then we need to get the self-tapes in and go through all the self-tapes and figure out, okay, who are we going to actually show the client? And then there's all the back end of like posting them and just all the technology. And then, you know, did this person who gave a really awesome performance forget to do their slate and how much do you want to chase them to get it versus are you going to not show that to the client? So that's one of the challenges. Um, which is one of the reasons why I now much prefer Zoom for everything because it's really not that mm, different from sessions. You call them in 10 minutes, they could be on Zoom in five. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're still showing up. They're showing up prepared. You're directing them. We've always been directing them for, a, you know, commercials are a screen medium. So we've always, you know, when you were in front of me auditioning for a commercial, I wasn't really watching you. I was watching my monitor anyway. So like, I love Zoom is the moral of that story. Um, you could eat a ham sandwich while you're... Yeah. <laughs> and not be annoying to the actor. Right, exactly. <laughs> Mute. Um, so I would just say, though, that um, technology creating increased super fast timelines and expectations... And volumes of actors. And volumes of actors. That's something to navigate for sure. I want to just get back to the the Zoom thing for a second. (laughs) No, 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 no. And we can talk about anything. Because I want to just be able to tell actors, you know, what do you need from them on Zoom that you may not be getting? Like, who is the successful actor who is coming to you on Zoom? And we'll get into self-tapes right after. Like, and doing well? What are they doing well? And what are people struggling with on Zoom when you see them 
um, come in for a call. Well, they're not audition. in a room with other actors that they could, you know, if we have a group of actors that have to act together, yeah. you're by yourself. And we're like, okay, your actor is, is to the left. So when you talk to them, look to the left, but there's no one there. Right, right, right. So it's a lot more um, diving into being an actor right. uh, and imagining someone there, which is even harder because you're concentrating on the dialogue, right. you know, and you're talking to nobody. You're talking to your refrigerator, mm. you know. So you don't want them looking. If, if, if they, they, like what we do in class, for example, what I've done in, in Zoom auditions is have two people next to each other and they're looking at each other on the screen. They're not looking to the left or the right. They're no. looking. Oh, we're, we're, we do talking to each other that way. And you want them to look that way. That's what the directors have been asking. That's hard. It's very hard. Because I always tell actors, mm -hmm. talk to the human, wherever you find them. Yeah. I would say um, I do that more whenever I can, unless a director yeah. says. And it has to be a pre-discussion. Like, right, okay, this is what I'm thinking the audition is going to look like when you see your tape. Are you thinking that same thing? No, we really want them looking at each other. Okay, great. You reorganize. Mm. But if it's up to me, I want them talking to 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 the lens to the other person and i will say again even when we were in person um depending on what i was casting commercially especially if it took took real prowess in any arena comedic or otherwise you could call in two actors together and one would be really great and the other would be not and I started to go like, hmm, I feel better about calling people one at a time. I just want them to read as if the person in their scene is at lens or above, you know, just right at lens to the camera op. And then the directors can piece it together for callbacks and, know, you know, pair up the superstars for callbacks. Mm -hmm. So um, it, when I get to say I prefer people one at a time, whether I was in the studio or on Zoom, on Zoom, mm. first round right, callbacks. Right. You need your scene partner. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah. So what are actors doing well that makes you go, yes, that's it. That I, I mean, can... they come in and they know the dialogue, and then they, you know, they understand the commercial of what's going on with the commercial, and then they bring in themselves into it as well, which is really important because we want your, we want you to sell the, the product and we want the advertising company and the director to feel comfortable with you selling it in, in, a, in a not selly way, which is so hard to say. It's like, sell it, you know, don't sell it, but talk about it. Well, it's, it goes back to, you know, acting, have a point right. of view, know what right. you're talking about, care about it. Exactly. You know, understand your intention. Right. And bring your, I love that you're saying that because sometimes with commercials, there's still a concept of, I want to do what they want and fit into some idea rather than bring well, myself self to tapes, it. That's which will... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I would say um, with... Um, tell me your exact question again regarding Zoom. What do actors do that you, do you well. say do well? Like that's, you know, you've got a command of this platform and also of the work. Yeah, so I think the first thing would be um, a mindset answer, a collaboration answer. What you want to remember is we've all been doing this now everywhere this way for two and a half years. So there's a lot that's that you don't need to say 
accommodate for, apologize for. So if you show up at your Zoom, like just understand that the people over there, the director and the, the, the producer, the casting director, like we all get it. We all get that you couldn't frame out your bookshelf. We all like just just stuff that doesn't matter in mentioning, you know, like you wouldn't have walked into the studio and talked about the fact that you couldn't find a parking spot right before you got there. Like leave the stuff out that doesn't need to be in the conversation. Show up collaborative and um, do whatever you need to do to be present before you show up. Um, And then realize that you're just in this technological world of everyone trying to do their job the same way. So we really don't care about a lot of things that you're probably worried about us caring about. Which I love because, you know, so many actors are so hyper-concerned about the techno stuff and worried about it and think that matters. No, and like if you're worrying, if you're you, if you as casting people and your team are watching that, then mm-hmm. you're not, then something is not happening with the actor. Yeah, I would just say like the the priorities are good light, good sound, nothing distracting. Right. Like, yeah. and so you could act. So we yeah. don't have to sit there for five minutes and say, okay, your Wi-Fi isn't working, and can you go back out of the room and get it fixed? Oh, okay. And then they they get all. Flustered, yeah. yeah. You know, so we can't focus on their acting because the technical stuff mm. is sucks. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to have that handled. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to collaboration, like stuff happens. So if you have a two o'clock audition and your Wi-Fi goes down, fix you it. know, <laughs> if you can't fix it to be there on time and you really are stuck, you know, don't abuse it. But, you know, reach out to the casting office. My Wi-Fi just went down. Can, I'm getting it back up, but can I pop back in in 20 minutes? Right, you right, know, right, right, yeah. like just we Don't get panic, it. Yeah. Our Wi-Fi has gone down too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so and we're there to help them. Yeah, it's not. It's not like sorry, your Wi-Fi's down. Next. <laughs> yeah, know? right. Exactly. We want to help them. We want to get them there. You know. So yeah. yeah. Well, let's lead into then the the self tape. And yeah. you know, Steve and I have done three podcasts about self taping, including our last one, the self tape crisis. So, you know, <laughs> it is a crisis for actors. It is. And it's I, you know, I'm at a point right now where I feel like we all have to take responsibility for this and remember what was really important because we can say so much to actors about what they need to do to make this work for them, for you guys out there. Um, but what is it for you? What works about it? What do you love about it? What is challenging about it aside from the volume? Which which we know, and that's another thing actors have issues with. It's like, okay, you say you can see more people and we're getting included, but we're like throwing it out into the ocean and nobody's, we don't know how we're doing and we feel like we're isolated in a vacuum and there's no value to it. And they lose, they lose the faith. The main thing yeah. that I think that, and not to interrupt you. Please interrupt but, me. Um, the main thing that I want actors to do on cell tapes, and I know you do more self, a lot of cell tapes, I did yeah. for a long time and now then changed yeah. it, but yeah. Uh, is uh, read the direction. And they don't. They want to start doing different things. Like I just did a Lamps Plus, and they had to walk into a room and turn on the light and just kind of like look around and see how beautiful the light is. They were like picking up drinks and drinking <laughs> and looking at the lights and then opening up a bottle of champagne and well, that wasn't in there at all. No. Okay. No. Right, right, right. I was like, what are they doing? And you get so frustrated because they want to do more. Right. Yeah. Than what we want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're self-directing, which is the hardest thing that an actor could do. And um, 
and you know uh, at what an actor could do, and then they do 12 takes, yeah. and then they don't know what take to send. Yeah. Then they get confused. So I always say do the first three takes, three or four at the most, and you'll always end up sending the first take anyway. Because you're more funny? conscious of, of what you're doing. Yeah, and it's, there's also, they're, and they're following an impulse, Yeah, right? And then later it starts to get, it like, gets a little crazy. crazy. <laughs> they start getting yeah. into yeah. their head. Yeah, it's you interesting. Know, one thing that just occurred to me as you were saying that is I know that for the more veteran, because we're talking about commercials, so, like, for the more veteran commercial actors, I know that this, like, the technology of self-taping for a lot of people has been overwhelming and annoying and worrisome. But what just occurred to me is I feel that the veteran commercial actors who were auditioning in studio day after day pre-pandemic have a supreme advantage. How so? And it didn't occur to me until you were just talking about it, Danielle, because they know what we used to have them do. Mm, I agree, yes. They know that we'd be like, okay, group explanation. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk in. You're going to stand here. Here's your eyeline for that. You're going to look there. That's where the the mailman is. You're going to say, hey, any mail for me today? Then you're going to look over there and you're going to say, huh, maybe next week. And that's the spot, right? Like, boom, eyeline, eyeline, line. Thank you very much. Let's do a rehearsal. Let's do a take, another take. You're done. So when they have to put themselves on, they can create that for themselves. They're not going to think, oh, maybe my character also has a bottle of champagne while I'm doing this, right? Like mm -hmm. they know that they don't need to add because they've been in the simplicity of, they've even been in this mar this magic marker is your is your microphone, this thing is your steering wheel, right? Like they come from the like, it's all pretend and we don't always have the prop we need, right? And if we do, isn't it a great day at the studio? Um, so there's history there. So there's yeah. history yeah. and it's almost like a muscle memory, if right. you will. Yeah. A newer actor, a younger actor who's, who's really only having their career now through this means, they don't have that background to be like, this is what it used to be like. How do I now translate that to this medium? Well, there is a lot of that. I mean, people, actors working too hard, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I love, you. nobody can see you, but when you just did that moment, you talked about looking at the light, that's all you did, was yeah. you looked around at the light and said, look how beautiful this lighting is. I mean, trusting how simple and honest it can oh, be, it and is. you don't yeah. have to do, More. help it up and like, pop the champagne yeah. or do whatever yeah. that is. But I know actors get you know, caught up in those directions sometimes. Well, they and think they want to stand out more if they do something different. Right. It doesn't. It does the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll yeah. also say, though, um, as someone who um, is also performing, I've seen, you know, I've received audition requests, and it's very fascinating to see other casting directors and the way they write self-tape requests, and some of them are just crazy making and as a commercial casting director i'm like it doesn't have to be this way Confusing. but i'm the performer in that case so i'm like okay like well, what kind of thing would it just would, would the throw amount you? that some offices are asking actors to do is unnecessary i don't care what client they're working for and i realize i'm saying something maybe hostile and confrontational but like i've seen both sides for a really long time you don't need to have actors yeah. do all this stuff or you just don't not for commercials right i think it comes from the fact that like you say there are people who are not 
doing what's needed. And so it's like, yes, you have to slate. And, and yes, this particular slate is going to be useful. And yes, you, you know, these are the, the right. thing, the beats that you need to hit. And so then it turns into pages of directions. Right. And, and actors just get lost in that. And they forget, like, oh, there's, you know, I'm yeah. here telling a story. I'm here in, in, a, in a story and all yeah. this, you know. And it is genuinely overwhelming. It is genuinely a really hard part of being an auditioning actor right now. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no sugarcoating yeah. it. It's a lot. So in that, what, can you, what do you say to actors in terms of watching their stuff and processing their stuff and remembering them? Just so that there's, like, because we're trying to, you know, Steve and I have this thing, like, one casting director at a time to, and, 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 and the acting community to remind them what you care about and what's important and the impact that they're making, even though they're not getting feedback. And there's hundreds of them. Yeah. And there is no feedback. And the only feedback in commercials is if you get a call back. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so what, what's the message for actors then? I, I think the message this? is do less. Yeah. And don't worry about anything else. Just do what we ask you to do. And, and that's it. You know, don't overcompensate. Don't think that you're going to stand out more if you, you know, crack open a bottle of champagne. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I would say the other thing to say to actors about the process is, um, oh gosh, a couple of things. So first of all, yes, we are seeing more tapes because we can, but that is only a good thing, you know, it used to be in one session in person with dialogue, I could see approximately 45 to 55 blocks a day. That was the math. So that meant if I had individuals, I could see 45 to 55 individuals. If I had groups, it was groups. Now, and so that meant that the people that actually got the opportunity to even begin with was so finite. So it's all about context, right? So first of all, remember as an actor now doing a self-tape audition that if you're getting the request, we want to see you. If you're auditioning time and time again, you haven't gotten a lot of callbacks or any, but you keep getting audition requests, you're winning. Um, you're doing your audition. We are seeing it. Yes, we're seeing more people, but we're always we're all, you know, you, you see very quickly what you're looking for and what you're not looking for. So that's a good thing if you're, if you're nailing it. Um, the other thing I wanted to just talk about regarding self tapes is the power they give you as an actor, the control they give you as an actor. Um, yeah, we all talk about, you know, you're not driving from Santa Monica to the Valley anymore at four o'clock and you're not looking for parking. But like, let's talk about that. How many hours of your life did you just get back as an actor auditioning via either self-tape or Zoom? But we'll stick with self-tape. Okay, then you have so much room to set yourself up powerfully with the technology, with the room, with the lighting, and then do do takes and you know that feel good and then only send the ones you liked like you're not showing the stuff you wish nobody would have seen mm -hmm. and i think that's a real luxury and a real great thing for actors um yeah and just to clarify that we're not talking about not doing the work we're just no. talking about taking the weight right. off it 
Yeah. You know, yeah. the importance of it to the point where it, you, you, you're, you're hindering yourself from having a good experience and having fun with it. And it's not your last audition. There's going to be others, you know. I think a lot of people be like, you know, uh, this is it. It's not it. it. There's other auditions that are going to happen. Um, so just leave it alone and go on with your life. Yeah. And you'll do better. It'll be freer. It'll exactly. be looser. It'll be more alive. It'll be more you. Yep. And you'll actually affect your your audience. And you'll enjoy it more. And you'll enjoy yeah. it more. Yeah. So important. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, what are just a couple of, like, career highlights? You both have been doing this, you know, almost a quarter of a century. Um, what are some of the things that you go, oh, that was, that was that? The Emmy for me. <laughs> the Emmy. I think the yeah. Emmy. Yeah. The, the Facebook, that, yeah. like, non-paid. Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, was such a spark in my life that, like, wow, you know, I could do things, I don't have to get paid, but look at what comes out of it too, you know? So it's the passion, it's the art, it's all of that. Sometimes I feel like we lack a little bit nowadays, um, but um, but I think the Emmy for me was such a positive thing that made me feel like I made it. <laughs> and this was only like three years ago. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So that I was nice. Because we don't get a lot of recognition. Yeah. You know, yeah. How, how many Emmys have we won? Yeah. Uh, or Oscars? Or have we been mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. You know, does that happen anymore? Or is that happening now? Or what? Are, are we in the Oscars at all? No, we are not in we're the Oscars. We're still not in the Oscars. Either. No, no. We'll get there. Okay. But we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, unfortunate. I think that's. You know, the, the whole casting process and, and industry is doesn't get the recognition it deserves. It doesn't, and, yeah, and we're yeah. so important yeah. to the whole process. So important, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, why? <laughs> I still don't know why. There's a lot of history that that, that uh, affects that, and, and I think it starts with, um, it goes back to casting directors really started as secretaries. Oh, you right. know, Casting and, by the documentary. Was yeah, casting by yeah. the, yeah, if the, any of you have not seen the documentary Casting by Sia, because it explains yeah. a lot. God, yeah. it's amazing. What about you? highlights like moments that you just go oh yes that was it that you um, carry with you I mean again I, I sort of touched on it earlier but you know getting to watch really brilliant comedic actors perform mm. um and also speaking to free work so way back at the beginning um when I started doing commercials coming out of the music video world which is where I started um Steven Shida, who's amazing, who um, was at the time just building his reel as well. He's he, you know, came to me with his producer Chris, and they were like, "We're going to do this series of Sprite spots. They're actually for Europe because they're a little bit maybe too racy. much, too too much. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like sexually racy, but they were like concept racy yeah. um, for the states. And um, but do you want to do it? And they were amazing and hilarious. And I was like, yes. And um, we ended up casting Simon Helberg and um, oh my God. And I'm embarrassed that I can't remember because there was the two Bergs. The other guy was also a Berg and I'm forgetting his first name right now. I'm sorry, but it was the two of them in all the spots and they are brilliant and went on to, you know, 
win a ton of awards and launch careers further forward. And I think I did them for free or for next to nothing. I don't even know if I got paid. And it was so rewarding. Um, And also, I think as I've gone through my career, as I've watched people who I've had the privilege of casting in spots become really successful actors. I'm not only thrilled for them, but it's sort of like this, like, yeah, your instincts are good, Renita. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, yeah, you were right that that person is incredibly talented and hilarious. Um, So I really love watching people become hugely successful. Um, So I'm just, I've never grown um, tired or jaded at the privilege it is. One quick thought, and then I want to ask you a final question. Nobody watches commercials anymore, it seems. Like, so so, so where do commercials actually have an impact? As, you know, and I'm not talking about print ads or radio, but even radio. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, you know, all the major channels. It's cable that you could fast forward through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, CBS, NBC. Yeah, yeah, so um, it's still... It's yeah. still yeah, as as it gotten, are there fewer commercials, or there's it's still what it was? Just... I mean, I don't know. I think I, I feel like the pie's gotten redivided in the way, and it's the happened. budgets have oh, yeah, been cut sure. in half. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they're making more for smaller segments. Mm, like yeah. this one's just for streaming services, and this one's just for this. It's a promo. Yeah. Or, yeah. And what about the whole non-union thing? Yeah, that's that's a big problem. There's been more actors now that are doing, going FICOR. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a big deal as it was when it first started. So will you say what FICOR is for those people who don't uh, know? Financial core. Uh, you could actually be in the union and do non-union commercials. Mm-hmm. You get the not right that you're, to vote and yeah, the right to run screeners for In terms of SAG. And screeners, SAG I think. After, yeah, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> if the budgets are good, if they could make more than five, six thousand yeah. dollars, they'll do it. If not, then you know some some of them are like two hundred dollars. Mm, it's yeah, insane, yeah. and I don't like doing those because yeah. it's not fair to the actors. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you got to have some sort of. But I mean, I've negotiated for actors. Yeah in some of the budgets that were given to me. And I'm like, they're not coming in and you're not going to get the quality of actors, you know? So I say at least 3,500 buyout, 500 on set, and then, you know, let them make a little bit of money. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost some jobs over the years pushing back on producers. I'm glad you do. Absolutely. It's it's worth it because, because also then like, I'm not, you know, I know, I know the trickle down on that, right? Like you're not going to get the quality. Right. You're not going to produce the quality. They're going to think that's the best you do as a casting yeah, director. It's representing you. And it waters down the pool of what they think they can ask for next time, which yeah. doesn't benefit anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. They're getting a little smarter with that. Yeah. Much better than they when it first started. But, you know, mm. still we fight for actors all the time to say, mm. no, they're working 12 hours they have to get compensated. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm glad to hear. Or that. when they're giving us initial specs, okay, but what's the use and what's the exactly. media, what's the run? Yeah. Oh, let me get back to you on that. Three like, years? No. No. No, not three years. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, yeah. no. can you get six months? Yeah. Oh, how about yeah. a year? Okay, yeah. then can you raise the rate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. So, uh, just one last quick question, and then we'll wrap it up for today. We could talk for hours. Um, what's your hope? 
you know, for where things emerge in the next couple of years as we've come out of the pandemic for you, for actors, for commercials? You know, what's the what's what's the best case scenario? The best case scenario for me is it things start going national again. Everything is so cable-ish, you know what I mean? And if we could do bigger projects like we used to, like the Sprite, the Coca-Cola commercials, I miss those, mm. you know? Um, the 15 principles they want. Um, just c going back to where we were, you know, that, that would be my hope for everybody and make it all go sag, you yeah. know? yeah. Yeah, and what about and and for actors, like for actors' mindsets around commercials? What, um, do, you, what do you want people to? I mean, I think the same thing. I think I think um, there's bigger stars now doing commercials, um, so I'm hoping that in the future we we again go back to the actors. Really, um, um, I lost my trying to sell it again, um, for actors to do those big commercials again. Yeah, real and, actors who are actors, not celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and give them the chance, you know, yeah. again. Yeah. yeah that's it. my hope that yeah. I hope it happens back to where it was. Yeah, got it. I don't even know how to answer that because I feel like I can't yet see a place where anything goes back anywhere, to be honest. Um, I think things will continue to change and evolve and shift. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some sort of an opening where each individual creating content gets them paid a heck of a lot better. In other words, maybe the commercial industry continues to morph. And I realize that I may be speaking into what could be the eventual elimination of our jobs as we've known them. I hope not, because I think you'll always need casting directors for commercials as well. But I think, um, uh, I think advertising needs and will somehow be reinvented again. But I don't have a vision of it. Um, and, uh, and, I, and maybe it'll have something to do with all of the user-generated content that's happening, becoming more creative for the actors so that being a commercial actor means you're actually a filmmaker. Yeah, I, don't know. I love that. Yeah, look at every, look at all the content being created now on social media. Yeah, I'm ro I'm rolling chills while I'm talking, so I don't know yeah. what it means. I yeah. just know that. It's, it's well, I think something. what it, we're saying to everybody, young filmmakers, producers, and actors out there, is that you know take take the reins and and find a way to express yourself, and you know make make your work, make your commercials, make your uh, create content, and and you know be in the driver's seat of your careers. Yeah, and again, you know, if for no other reason but the pure joy of creating art. <laughs> you know, and this is interesting. This is where TikTok comes in. Yeah, a lot of people have been discovered mm -hmm. uh, in TikTok. All the followers they have, and now the producers and the directors are are looking at TikTok and saying, "I want that person." They've never acted before, but yeah. I like what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. They no, there's sell. a lot of power lot and of impact power. in that. You know, exactly. so that's that's the change I'm seeing too. Yes. The shift in 
in in access yep. and visibility. Yep. Yeah. And actors making their own content. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's everything. And I just want to say one more thing that occurs, which is it's already happening, and this is the future I do look into, mm -hmm. is continued diversity, inclusion. Always. And to the point where I was just chatting with someone about this yesterday, where it's not such an it's not such a big deal anymore. It's just the way it is. It's just, it's not like, oh, we need, we need inclusion. We need diversity. We need to represent neurodiversity. We need to No, if that's just how the world is, because that's really how, how the, the world, world is. is. Yeah. And, and that's what I really look forward to. No, I more, love that you more, said more. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's important. I'm glad you touched on that. All right, well, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up. We can keep talking after mm. we sign off. Thank you both so, so oh much. Oh, my God, this was fantastic. For being here. Yeah. yeah, it's really lovely. We know that you're feeling the stress of these challenging and uncertain times. We are, too. And it's possible that you have no idea how to nourish yourself as an actor, as an artist, in all of this. And we're here to tell you that that's okay. Everyone we know in and around this industry is feeling all that. And we want you to know that we're here to help. Every month we open up our online studio doors and invite you to join us for a virtual workshop where we dismantle and reconfigure your approach to your craft, the industry, auditions, booking, self-tapes, and taking care of your creative soul. It's our mission to make you feel empowered and confident, even excited about what's ahead and what you can do right now. So join Steve and me online, meet our amazing teachers, find out what actions you can take in order to thrive, and let us guide you to the success you're looking for. To reserve your spot, check out the summit link in our show notes to sign up. Space is limited, but we want you to be there, so click the link. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. Come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful.